The John Doe list in the sex trafficking case of the late Jeffrey Epstein is about to be released publicly. This just in, the FBI has announced the arrest of two South Florida women for their alleged connection in sex trafficking of minors. And developing here at home, Miami-Dade police putting a human trafficking suspect behind bars. Miami. Known for its vibrant nightlife, year-round sunny weather, and cultural diversity holds a darker reality as an epicenter for human trafficking. The sensationalized city attracts perpetrators that exploit vulnerable individuals, disproportionately affecting immigrants who are lured by the promise of a better life. I invited four Hispanic teenagers from Miami to talk about our understanding of human trafficking and its impact on our city. Coming to you from Miami, Florida, in Dural Academy Preparatory High School, this is The Nest Podcast. From navigating school life to tackling personal challenges, Teens share their unique experiences and engage in meaningful conversations. I'm Emily. I'm Isa. I'm Jack. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabe. Welcome, everyone. I'm glad to have you here. We're joining a discussion today about an issue that hits close to home, given that January is National Human Trafficking Prevention Month. So a couple months ago, a trafficking scare happened really close to our school, basically just a couple blocks away. The way I heard about it was from... Only in Dade, which is an Instagram page where they basically post kind of everything in there. Yeah, the most random stuff. But what really happened was that at Dolphin Mall, which has an arcade called Dave and Buster's, there was a little girls party and 10 of these little girls went into the bathroom and the parents were waiting outside for them and only nine came out. So obviously a concerned mother walks into the bathroom and she sees this little girl being muzzled by this woman who was waiting for her in the stall and th- she was going to get trafficked if her mom hadn't walked in. It serves a purpose that without this mother being aware, without her being attentive, counting how many kids were coming in and out, how many other people could this have happened to? Yeah, Dolphin Mall, it's a pretty scary place for really people of all ages, but especially children. I mean, this little birthday party, these things happen a lot at Dolphin Mall. Dolphin Mall doesn't just have arcades, and it's not a place just for kids. I mean, it's got movie theaters, it has bars, fancy restaurants. It's got things for people of all ages. It's not limited to kids, and that outlet for anyone to go and do anything is a really scary thing to have your kids just go out and about to Dolphin Mall. Yeah. yeah, there's not really a lot of security in Dolphin Mall. I know, especially as a middle schooler, my mom would be very hesitant and she wouldn't let me go by myself. So there'd always be like a parent trailing behind us because there's so many people in Dolphin Mall. It's very easy to get lost or potentially, you know, kidnapped or trafficked like this girl. Yeah. And Dolphin Mall is what, like a 10 minute walk from our school, Dural Academy. And so many students here park there every single day they walk every morning every afternoon a lot of kids here even have jobs there at the mall and i feel like growing up in miami our parents always tell us oh you can't go out with your friends alone they're always like very protective about the things that could happen here obviously as a kid like you think oh they're just being overdramatic they're just trying to protect me but as we've grown up the things we've seen everything they've taught us like it's because this is a serious issue in miami and traffickers you know they use dolphin mall this is just one example Yeah, and Emily, you talked about growing up in Miami. As somebody who didn't grow up in Miami, my parents made it a big deal, you know, just to tell me the dangers of Miami in general, like not just Dolphin Mall, but there's so many people here. There's so many events that happen here all the time. You know, this year I went to Rolling Loud and she made it a big deal that I have to be with my friends at all times. I have to make sure to be aware of my surroundings. I have to have my phone charged at all times just because you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, this is a big spot where these traffickers come and take people who least expect it. Another major spot for traffickers, which I found from researching this topic, was Miami International Airport. Around 70% are trafficked through the airport. They even released a kind of guidebook so you can spot these victims and prevent anything from, from happening. Another tactic that traffickers use is 
removing the identification of their victims so that they feel powerless, especially when you're traveling. Imagine you have your passport, you have your credit cards. If somebody removes that from you and feels like you needed to do something for them or they lure you in by getting your items back. So when you think about it, Miami's kind of that perfect concoction for somebody who wants to traffic. We have the sensational factor, huge sporting events like the Super Bowl, F1. We have music events such as Rolling Loud that Gabe attended. And then we also have a large population of immigrants that are coming in every day that don't know the language language that are unaware of this new country. They're looking for new opportunities for work. So labor trafficking, apart from sex trafficking, is huge in Miami, especially because of all the scams through the internet and technology that these perpetrators are using. Yeah, and a lot of the immigrants that come here, a lot of them don't speak the language. So it's very easy for traffickers to like lure them in with like these fake job advertisements and scam them. Yeah, just to really trick them into giving them like all of their documents. Not to mention, I saw that a lot of kids get trafficked through just like going to the like the subways the little the little stores to get the knickknacks in the airport and a lot of a lot of parents let their kids go because you think it's right there nothing's gonna happen but there's so many people like that range you think it's a worker no it might be someone who's trying to traffic your child yeah they're these traffickers like they dress up as if there's someone who's like maybe on your plane they're a worker and, oh they go up to your kid like oh are you lost and then that's that's how it's easy as they get their victim I think it's important to mention, I was looking at the, like, the statistics behind it, and, you know, people think of trafficking as predominantly a woman issue, and it is. Um, when it comes to uh, guys and girls, or, uh, like, grown adults, um, it is 42% women and 23% men. However, for little girls and little boys, the percentages are very close. And I think a big reason for that is that grown men will refuse to, you know, speak up about the issue because they, ha they have a preconceived notion that they have to be strong and that they have to be tough and that they can't speak up. But, as like, for as a guy... I think it's very important that people, that men, like, speak up about the issue. Well, honestly, I was kind of curious about that for both of the guys here. How have you guys been, like, raised up to be aware of this? Because at least I know for, for me, girls in general, I feel like we're a little more aware of our surroundings because we've always yeah. grown up with our parents telling us, especially as Hispanics, oh, our parents no. telling us to be aware of your surroundings, don't let anything, like, your cup can't be open, always drink out of water bottles, um, just be aware, like, no someone who might look like your friend can kidnap you it, it take advantage of you yeah, yeah and some like at first i used to think that it was just like mom like why are you like this but it really it really is concerned like especially at a place like dolphin mall or the or the airport where you you they always tell you to be close with your family so i'm just curious like for you guys how has it been well i grew up luckily with a sister and although she's seven years older than me my dad and my mom made it apparent that i had to protect my older sister which my dad still refers to her as my little sister <laughs> so i basically grew up with the same treatment that you got i had to be super vigilant i was basically watching over her despite her you know obvious age difference i was like a guard dog for her <laughs> everywhere she went i went every time like now she goes to the drive-thru to go just get food and I'm always just I have to tag along with her yeah. I've got to be with her I've always got to be with my sister and I honestly feel like a tail sometimes but <laughs> yeah. if it's to honestly, keep her safe I'm happy honestly I've noticed as well at least I, like my parents always used to tell me oh whenever you get to a place or they actually they tell my aunt too, like whenever she's going to her house like oh text me when you're home and I even catch myself doing that with my friends sometimes if we're hanging out and we're all leaving I'm like oh let me know when you're home just to know you're safe and it's just things like little things like that that can really help the issue like I mentioned before I'm not from Miami so my mom you know made sure to 
like stress it to me that when I moved here that there gonna be a, like a bunch of things to you know focus on and the big events and I like I like I said before I think a big thing is just awareness of the issue as people know that this is a threat I'm not saying to be scared you should never look scared but right. just knowing that this is an issue knowing that even somebody who looks like a regular person that might be trying to help you be like hey I'm here from another state you know I don't know where I'm going any directions you can always help them out just be aware just make sure not to go with them yourself just like have somebody with you yeah Gabe like you mentioned awareness is a big part of the issue and trying to solve human trafficking or at least reduce the number of victims and the human trafficking task force at least in miami has taken that issue and sent out educational programming for teens and adults and they've even come up with an acronym called deer which helps spot these victims the acronym deer that stands for dress energy age relationship apart from using deer there's a lot of ways to stay involved and make an impact on human trafficking and educating teens is a big component to this education, how would you guys think that teens can get involved in this issue? Well, I know here at Doral Academy, a lot of students actually create their own nonprofits where they collect items to donate to these local houses around Miami, such as the Lotus House. I know that's one that a lot of students here have partnered with. And all these donations, even though you may think, oh, I'm just getting a few items, just donating a few things, you might not feel like it creates that difference, but it really does. Nestled in the Camillus House campus is the pioneering Project Phoenix Recovery Unit. Yeah, and Emily, these, these little contributions that people can make, even if it seems like a small amount, if you have everybody join in, it ends up being a lot. Just helping out these human trafficking victims can make such a difference in the community. It can have these people that are in such an unfortunate circumstance in their life, people that have moved from other countries that come here and get stuck in this you know, constant cycle. It really helps them break out of it and just support. Yeah, and it's not only like donations, but also just being aware. Go to an adult nearby, go to one of the security guards and speak up. We interrupt this podcast to bring a brief PSA on human trafficking. If you or someone you know is being forced to engage in an activity and cannot leave, whether it is prostitution, household, farm work, factory work, retail work, restaurant work, or any other activity, call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center at 888 888- 373-7888 or text info to 233-733 to access help and services. Victims of slavery and human trafficking are protected under the United States and Florida law. Well, thank you everyone for joining me today. I know this conversation is an important one to have. Continuing to have conversations like these, gaining insight from law enforcement officers, and hearing stories from survivors will help combat this trafficking crisis in our backyard and around the globe. I'm Isabel Perea, signing off from the Firebird Nest.